Hi everyone, my name is Matt. I'm the Youth and Family Pastor at Cornerstone Church in Marshfield. I'm here today with your Cornerstone Connection, a daily devotional. Uh, so today we continue um, just the beginnings of our journey through the book of Judges. We just started that yesterday and today we're in Judges chapter 2. Now uh, I'm going to read just a part of Judges chapter 2, a, a portion of it that is just kind of in the middle. And uh, this part of the text is really just a retelling of something that's already happened. It kind of recaps Joshua's last uh, moments and also his death. But tucked into there is something that I think is really important. It's an application uh, that is really important. And it's not just for, as, as you'll see what I mean by this in a moment, it's not just for Christian parents or Christian uh, or, or kids in Christian families. Uh, but I think it's it's for the entire church, it's for the entire bride of Christ. It's very important. So um, let's let's dive in. Jo Judges chapter two is starting in verse six. Here's what it says: When Joshua, who is the great Israelite leader, when Joshua dismissed the people, the people of Israel went each to his inheritance, their land, to take possession of the land. And the people served the Lord all the days of Joshua and all the days of the elders who outlived Joshua, who had seen all the great work and the, that the Lord had done for Israel. And Joshua, the son of Nun, the servant of the Lord, died at the age of 110 years. And they buried him within the boundaries of his inheritance in timnath Harris, in the hill country of Ephraim, north of the mountain of Gaish. And all that generation also were gathered to their fathers. So Joshua's uh, generation, they, they're dying, and then they're being gathered, buried uh, to, with, their, with their fathers, where their fathers are buried. Continuing in verse 10. And there arose, this is key, there arose another generation after them, who did not know the Lord or the work that he had done for Israel. And the people of Israel did what was evil in the sight of the Lord and served the Baals. And they abandoned the Lord, the God of their fathers, who had brought them out of the land of Egypt. They went after other gods from among the gods of the peoples who were around them and bowed down to them, and they provoked the Lord to anger. Now this is kind of where I want to, uh, to focus our attention today. This is an issue, what we see in Judges chapter 2 is an issue that prevails today. And what that issue is, is that so many kids, teenagers, young adults, leave their home, their Christian home, with Christian parents, and their faith has never become personal. Their faith has always been parental. <laughs> and so today, what we see here in this generation of Israel who... It says they knew, did not know the Lord or the work that he had done for Israel. We see that if there was any kind of faith that they had or any sort of religious routine that they had in their growing up, um, it, it, it was all based upon the faith and, and the relationship with God that their parents had. It was, a, it was a parental faith, a parental religion, if you will, instead of a personal one. And as I look at this, I mean, <clears throat> you might think, okay, well, that's the parents' fault. And, or you could maybe look at the kids and say, that, well, the kids never reciprocated and they never um, listened or obeyed their parents. That's why they didn't have personal faith. We don't, we don't know exactly for sure why they didn't know the Lord or, or what, what God uh, or, or the work that he had done. That seems to go on the parents a bit, right? Did they not invest in their children? Um, we don't know exactly. But I believe we can take uh, some some instruction from this text because I don't know about you, but I, I'm a parent um, and I have three boys who I love dearly 
And as I've told them before, there's nothing I want more for them in their life than for them to know their God, for them to know the one who created them, the one who came down in flesh and died for them and rose again so that they could have eternal life. And not just heaven later, but that life right now. There's nothing I want more than that. But the thing is, is that it needs to become personal to them. They need to believe. They need to uh, respond to what Jesus has done for them personally. It can't just be dad's response or mom's response. And so we have a great responsibility as parents. We have a great responsibility to teach our kids the, the truth of God's word and, and to show them the love of God and to be an example of Jesus to them so that they go, well, this is the real deal. And, and is that easy? No, because we're sinful, fallen human beings. Um, and, but I'll say this, that this, this need for, for our kids, for the future generations to have a personal faith, not just a parental faith is, isn't just on, this isn't just on the parents. I would say it's also just on, it's on the body of Christ. And, and, and it's so much better that way because I, I truly believe it. It takes all of us to to raise our kids in the church to follow Jesus wholeheartedly. And so, church, let's be together on this as we look at our teenagers, we look at our kids, we look at our newborns and the infants that we have in our churches. Man, may we lock arms and help those kids, teenagers, young adults, come alongside of them, walk with them, and, and help them take what might be a parental faith and make it personal. And, and may we help them see that there's no greater relationship, no more abundant or fruitful relationship they can have than a relationship with their personal Savior, Jesus Christ. So that's our challenge today. And I hope you join me in uh, receiving that challenge. Have a great day, friends. We'll see you next time on the Cornerstone Connection.